Inside Out with Nick Holt. Well, since November 8, 2016, the day that Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton to become the 45th President of the United States, major US news outlets in lockstep with Twitter and Facebook have disseminated a distorted narrative of a man who one could be mistaken for believing is evil incarnate. So great has the mainstream media's hatred of Donald Trump been, they were willing to burn down all credibility they once had in order to ensure that the president would not be able to see out his first term. It began in 2017 with allegations by the Democrat Party that President Trump and his campaign team had colluded with Cold War foe Russia to win the 2016 election. These accusations led to the famous Mueller report, officially titled the report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. It was an exhaustive two-year investigation into the personal life of Donald Trump, members of his administration, and even his children. And then on January 10, 2017, BuzzFeed News published an unverified document known as the Steele Dossier, which was prepared by former British spy Christopher Steele, that contained alleged allegations and evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians but it also contained salacious, unfounded reports that in 2013, the President of the United States watched Russian prostitutes urinate in a Moscow hotel room. As it turned out, the Steele dossier was determined to be spurious and false. Inspector General Michael Horowitz drove the final stake through the heart of the fallacious document when he reported that the dossier was compiled by hearsay and third-hand gossip from two low-level sources. So, who was behind this document? And why was the mainstream media so eager to report its veracity? Breaking news, CNN learning tonight that Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee helped fund the research which led to the controversial and frankly, uh, salacious and disgusting in some of its allegations dossier that detailed alleged Russian efforts to help Donald Trump's presidential campaign. The Washington Post was first to report this. Well, the House Intelligence Committee cleared Donald Trump of any wrongdoing involving possible collusion with Russia. There was no apology and no retraction. And to this day, the Steele dossier is the only publicly available document that details alleged collusion with Russia. But this hasn't stopped the mainstream media from continuing to push the Trump-Russia narrative. On October 14, 2020, the most damaging piece of evidence involving malfeasance hit the front page of the New York Post, the fourth most circulated newspaper in the United States, but this time it didn't involve Donald Trump. It involved the very people who told us for three years that the President of the United States was a compromised foreign agent. But it wasn't just a story that implicated a member of the Democratic Party. It involved the man who is seeking to be the 46th President of the United States. Joe Biden. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. Did the mainstream media inform the public of these allegations? No. 
they buried the story. And then Twitter and Facebook censored it, banning users from sharing a link to the New York Post's front page story. On October 17, Adam Schiff started appearing on mainstream media again. And here's what he said about the story. Well, we know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, but clearly, the origins of this whole uh, smear uh, are from the Kremlin. Yes. Uh, well, look, uh, I, I, you know, I think we know who the driving force behind this smear has been all along, and it's been uh, the president and the Kremlin. Uh, the Kremlin has an obvious interest uh, in denigrating Joe Biden. They want Donald Trump to win. They recognize he's a weak president. Uh, he's been the gift that doesn't stop giving for the Kremlin. This, this particular smear, though, uh, has also been acknowledged to come from the Kremlin. Utter unwillingness to stand up to the Kremlin, promoting Kremlin propaganda. I wish I could uh, tell you more, Wolf. I wish the intelligence community was at liberty to tell the public more. But it turns out the intelligence community was at liberty to tell the American people more. Here's the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe. Some of the people that complain the most about uh, intelligence being politicized are the ones politicizing intelligence. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, it is Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence uh, Committee, who, uh, as you pointed out on Friday, said that the intelligence community believes that Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on it are, are part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. So now we stand at the precipice of what many are calling the most important election in US history. And yet the mainstream media, Twitter and Facebook, are depriving the American people of a story that alleges corruption at the highest levels of the Democratic Party. And what's worse, a recent poll found that 51% of Americans believe it's Russian disinformation. So just how did we arrive at this Orwellian reality? Is this shameless and staggeringly unethical behaviour by the mainstream media a new phenomenon? Or did the election of President Donald Trump expose the deep-seated biases that now dominate the left-wing media.